friends. It's Cheryl from Tutoring with Cheryl. And boy, do I have summer on my mind. I just keep thinking about uh, summer opportunities for kids and what can I provide to parents so that their child stays engaged and excited excited about learning. And so um, I've got some news for you. I am so excited. I get to be a co-host of a parent workshop that my friend Kelly Michelle Jaramshi from the Readers Club is hosting. She's hosting these on Thursdays in uh, the month of May at 6.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Central Time. And if you want to go back to MidwestTutor.com on my uh, my main page or you can click under blogs, you'll see the title, Get Ready for Some Summer Fun and Learning. And you're going to find links to the first three in a series of four that Kelly is offering. She is the founder of the Readers Club. Um, she really targets kindergarten and first grade students with their learning skills. But we're going to be talking during my session about kindergarten through, oh, maybe as high as third grade, um, where you can get um, some support for early math skills over the summer. And I have a bunch of ideas that I'm going to be sharing in a live um, workshop for you. It's free. All you have to do is get registered. So you can go to MidwestTutor.com and you'll find the links there. Um, I will probably even include them on this podcast recording. So uh, she she is presenting, Kelly um, is presenting um, the first one on the 11th, and she is going to be focusing on foundational reading skills. I am the second one on May 18th, and I'm going to be talking about how to support your early math learner over the summer and build momentum for fall success. And then Beth Dangerfield, I haven't met her yet. I'm super excited to do that. From Spark Education Services and the co-founder of Flourish Pediatric Hub is going to be um, talking about Struggling readers and how you can close the gap and read at grade level and beyond. Um, and she specifically targets neurodiverse children with ADHD. So if that describes your child, you might want to get registered for the May 23rd session. That time is at 12 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time. So there must have been some scheduling um, changes there. But you, those are all free. You should really consider getting signed up for those. Other learning opportunities that I myself am providing um, over the summer in math and reading are small group sessions on Thursdays in June and July. Um, and I see that uh, I need to go back and add the links to my blog. So if you're already there, don't worry, I'll get back in there and add that. Uh, you just follow my link tree. And when you get into my link tree, you're going to want to look for the titles, uh, Math Adventure Camp and Summer Reading Adventure Camp. And the reason I really, I'm super excited about this. I typically um, do, the majority of my uh, tutoring is all one-on-one, -on -one, but I am excited to venture out into group tutoring. And um, this is not really a typical tutoring session because what I have planned for my K through two students is for the math and, and also for my three through five with the math is teaching them fun games that they can play at home with you with simple things that you're going to have around your house, dice, um, playing cards, um, uh, using a game board. Um, and then I'm targeting skills that 
I feel are really foundational to moving forward with higher math concepts. So this is not your typical uh, drill and kill by any uh, stretch of the imagination. And I just feel so passionately about um, how games can really help your child not only practice, um, you know, these simple um, math facts that maybe for some kids aren't so simple, but then when you add a game, it gets really gets into the problem solving and the, and the strategies that are involved it, with playing the game. And I think it uh, makes the brain really um, work. It gives it a workout. I mean, just like if you were wanting to become um, a better runner, you would maybe practice sprints or slow jogs and, and train your body in different ways so that uh, you'd be a better runner. So we're going to try to train uh, the brain so that when fall comes around, it's not this big shock to the system. So that's going to take place Thursdays, uh, half hour sessions um, in the month of June. They are during the day. So if your child's at a daycare center or something like that, it may not work out for you. But if they're at home with you, this is a perfect opportunity. Um, I still have a few slots for one-on-one -on -one tutoring um, available. I'm only tutoring in the mornings on um, uh, Monday through Fridays, but um, I have a couple slots. So if you're looking for one-on-one, -on -one, I can definitely help you there. My second summer learning opportunity is going to be in the month of July. And most people know me as a math tutor, but I support uh, students in reading as well. My K through two sessions are going to be focusing on very short books that I will be sharing with the kids. And then in a Google Classroom, they're going to get support with activities that go along with those to help support vocabulary and comprehension. And then probably some STEM things in there too, um, something that they can do um, along the side that will uh, go with one of the stories that I share during that session. But my third, fourth, and fifth graders, we're going to go on an adventure with a classic story, Where the Red Fern Grows. And they can either be read to by somebody else, they can listen to it um, on an app or YouTube. There's lots of people that read the whole story out loud for you, or they can read it themselves. And then each week we're going to take a part of the book and talk about it. And then I will be providing activities that support that story in also another Google Classroom. So if those... Uh, look like they are exciting opportunities for your child and you want to get your child registered, make sure that you follow the links and get your child signed up. You're like, nope, I don't want any of that. That's okay because I also have some other really fun things that you can do at home um, on your own time because I know you're a busy working family. Um, maybe the kids are going to daycare, grandma, grandpas, or maybe you've hired a babysitter to stay at home with them and you're like, I just can't. I can't do this virtual online stuff. That's not going to work for me. That's okay. I still want your child learning and I want them having fun. So I've gone out into the great big World Wide Web and done some research uh, to look to see what other people have done with their kids. And I'm going to share some of these other ideas that um, I found along the way. And one of the areas that you can have your practice, your, excuse me, your child practice in over the summer is in writing. Now, journaling can be done at any grade level. So even if you have a preschool child and they're not really able to do a lot of writing, you can do the writing. You can help with the cutting and pasting, or they can learn to do that themselves with your help. So please do not discount these ideas as being 
for just upper grades or some of my lower grade activities that I talk about. Um, you know, kids of all ages love to do these things. So really think outside of the box. This is really more to fill your brain uh, with all kinds of ideas that you could have on hand at a moment's notice. The kids are like, I'm bored. You're like, oh, not a problem. I've got an idea for you. And then they can be off and learning and you can keep going with the things that you need to do at your house because I know how busy you are. So the first journaling activity is called a junk journal. And I ran across this idea as I was watching a couple of different YouTubes and there was a couple different spins on it. One person was talking about how you could just kind of just scrapbook with pictures that you already have. Um, and so many of us do not print off our actual pictures anymore. We're in this digital world and, and we don't print them off. But this is an actual paper um, activity. So you're either going to need a copy of a real picture or uh, print one off. They put it in their journal and then they uh, scribble around it, write around it, draw around it put memories down around it, whatever. And it becomes this um, little sheet of paper that they can come back to and think about whatever adventure they were on uh, when that picture was taken. The other person that, that I found about uh, was talking about junk journals. Uh, it was more of looking at uh, magazines, newspapers, advertisements, clipping out pictures, pasting them in, and then adding other things from nature, like a leaf or maybe something around the house, like a button or something that would go along with the picture, and then writing a poem or words um, that captured thoughts that surround those images. Um, and then each page is different. And I just, I, I found that uh, really interesting, especially for the kids that are really, um, artsy and craftsy, they'll really like that. Um, and, and there were some really cool things. Just um, you can go out and Google it and find some good ideas. The other one would be a gratitude journal. And who doesn't need to be grateful? You know, we have so many things in our lives that I think we take for granted. Um, our family, our friends, our possessions, you know, um, uh, just the, the things that happen to us naturally that we don't even really think about. We don't stop and say, hey, I am really grateful for this. Um, and then challenging your child to, to um, think about things that they're grateful for. You can use um, separate sheets of paper and post them around the house. You could use post-it notes and leave little messages. Or you could literally use a spiral notebook or a notebook that doesn't have spirals. And each day they could write down something that they're grateful for and, and write about it and spend as much time or as little time. But you know, sometimes it's nice to sit down and share some of those things. So as a family, if you're doing this as a family, um, you know, sometimes people want to keep their journals pretty private, but ask the kids to find at least one thing that they're willing to share with you. And I think you're going to really learn a lot about your child. Okay, I'm going to switch gears now. I'm going to talk about typing skills because at some point, all of our kids need to probably learn how to type, whether it's on your phone or a keyboard, typing is important. So I found three places that you can go to get some typing. First of all, I use education.com as a subscription uh, in my tutoring services. And one of the things that my students get to use uh, is um, an app called Brainsy. And Brainsy has three islands. One's for math, one's for reading and writing, and the other one is for typing. And given the choice, most of the times the kids will either want to go to the paint center where they can be 
artsy and craftsy, or they're going to want to learn to type. And I see value in typing because, you know, that you're, whether you realize it or not, even in kindergarten, when your child goes to school, they're typing on iPads or different tablets, or they're going to the library and they're typing on the keyboard and they need to be familiar with the letters. So education.com with a subscription, you can use the Brainsy link and um, do that. And I don't know what it is for families. I think I have the family subscriptions right around I don't know, 15 or $18. And then after you have so many family members, you have to add more. And I don't know what that is per person, but really per month, it's not a bad deal. It's a good app. The other, um, the other two I found, one was called typing.com. looks like you can get a free edition of that and your child will get to play some games with it. But then there also looked like there was maybe a premium edition. It looked pretty low cost, but I found one that was completely free and it's called the Typing Club. And I played on it for a couple of minutes. Free website, super simple. It's going to provide you with an accuracy score um, as well as how many words you can type per minute. Now, would you like to guess how many words I can type per minute? Give you a second think about that. It was only 28 words per minute. I thought I typed faster than that, but I had three errors. Um, so maybe that's what happened, but I'm going to go back. I'm going to try to raise my score there. Um, I think reading is really important to incorporate during your summer. Um, you could do a reading challenge for each uh, child, uh, then give a prize at the end, the end of the summer for um, a, whichever family member read either the most pages, the most words, however you want to set it up, the most minutes. Um, but consider doing a read aloud as a family. And I love The Lemonade More by Jacqueline Davies. Uh, now, I just a disclaimer here. It is a book about... Um, a family that has gone through divorce, a single mother, two kids, the kids get into an argument and this creates this war. And um, I'm pretty sure that the little girl in the story um, is on the spectrum somewhere. Um, so before you hop into the book, I think you need to kind of know what's going on. The little boy has a learning disability. Um, at least that's kind of my conclusion. He struggles in school. The little His little sister is doesn't struggle in school, but she struggles with social skills. Um, and so this can really open up a great conversation with your family about kids that are neurodiverse, kids who struggle in school. Um, I do want you to know that if you go back to my blog, you're going to find that I have some affiliate links on there. Please do not click on them if you don't want to, but they are available for you. There's a whole series. I didn't grab the whole series, um, but that's a whole series. And, and I just, I just, love her writing, and then she gives kids things that they could do. Um, so who doesn't love that? Um, I, you know, another book to consider is Charlotte's Web. I love Charlotte's Web. It's a it's really a, a coming-of-age story for a young girl who learns the responsibility of taking care of animals and how she has to give up this little baby pig and her uncle raises it, but yet she goes to visit it every day and how her imagination leads her to think that these conversations are happening with these animals and whether or not they really happened or not. It's just this, this great mixture of wildlife and, and growing up. It's a great family story. Now I'm going to switch gears on you again, because again, I wanted to fill your toolbox with things that you can do this summer to keep the learning going at home. And of course, I love math games and I didn't give a ton of math games because I provide a lot of that um, in, in my blogs, but I came up with three things. Um, teach your child checkers or chess. You know, that when your child is learning a game like 
either checkers or chess. They're learning problem solving and strategies for analyzing situations. Now think about the power behind that situational analysis. You know, if this person does this, this is going to happen, cause and effect. Ooh, that's deep. And that can be applied in other areas of their life. So definitely think about that. Um, What about making a number line on the sidewalk with chalk? Um, You know, if they're just learning maybe zero through 10, but if they're older kids, you could do positive and negative numbers. And then taking some foam dice and having the kids roll them and they have to hop that many spaces forward or backwards. You can make up your own rolls and have fun exercising counting forwards, backwards. That sounds like a great idea. I saw somebody posted a Frisbee number toss. I love this. Um, Take a couple Frisbees or one, if that's all you have. Put numbers around the outside edge, as many as you want. One person tosses the Frisbee to the other person. They catch it with both hands. Look to see where your thumbs land uh, closest, the number that's closest to that. The one who tossed yells addition, subtraction, multiplication, or, or division. And the person who caught says the two numbers and comes up with the answer. Uh, Great way to practice math facts and get some great exercise in there. And then, you know, going back to the lemonade war, make a lemonade stand. Okay, first of all, if you're going to have them build it or construct it or make a sign, there's some engineering and some problem solving that goes in in, into play. If they're going to actually sell it, and remember, it's got to be on private property, your driveway. Don't don't go on the street. It's got to be on your private property. Um, You can... um, have a lemonade stand. They can learn the value of money, how to make change, um, how to do good service to others. Um, you know, there's a lot of value in that. Um, maybe, maybe you don't want to do a lemonade stand. Maybe you want to have a, a bake sale or maybe you want to just have a garage sale. All those things. Lots of math involved there. Let's switch gears and talk about science. Uh, I was a fifth grade teacher for 32 years. Science was my thing. I loved it. Um, I found an awesome blogger, Coffee Cups and Crayons. Huge shout out to you. I have the uh, link to this blog in my blog post, and I want you to go there and check it out. She, I think it's a she. I'm sorry. I don't know. I didn't see who the author was, but the author, let me just phrase it that way, has wonderful science experiments that you can go and uh, keep the learning going. So go check it out. Um, if you are somebody who's like, nope, don't want to do that. I want a book. I don't actually know if these will go to the Kindle app, but they are books that I found online. Awesome experiments for kids and awesome physics experiments for kids, probably with things that you have lying around your house. That's the beauty of it. Don't go out and buy things. Use what you already have or take those ideas and use them as inspiration for your children to think about oh, what could I do with this idea? So there's lots of science things out there. You can always garden. You can try container gardening. I did link a great video that showed some kids setting up a small um, like uh, container garden that maybe if you have a smaller space, maybe you need to think about that. There's so much value in gardening and kids learn about nature. And you know, when the plant dies, that's a learning adventure right there. what do we do wrong? And then they can try it again. Um, I found a link to an indoor gardening kit, uh, more for like, um, 
basil, oregano, rosemary, that kind of stuff, the herbs. My granddaughter, who's two years old, has one that's similar. They live in Chicago. They have it in their kitchen. They love it. They grow all kinds of things. Uh, and then you can get refills for those things. Think about art and keeping your kids um, in their creative modes. Um, I love this idea of just giving your kids, no matter what age they can do this, but the littles, give them a cup of water and some paintbrushes and say, let's go outside and paint. Sit in your driveway, sit on your deck, uh, you know, sit on the sidewalk and paint with water. Uh, you can do dri driveway art. Give your child some, some chalk. Give them a theme, dinosaurs, farms, zoo animals, anything goes. And they can get creative. Chalk is not expensive and it cleans off with a garden hose. Um, go outside, play Foursquare. Classic game of Foursquare. Four Use chalk to create a two-by-two two box. And then a rubber bouncy ball that they can, you know, toss with two hands. And play. It's a lot like um, tennis where they're um, bouncing the ball into their opponent's box, but the other person has to swat it out into an opposing person's um, box. Um, and you keep going back and forth. A little bit like ping pong, I would say. Table tennis or ping pong only life-size. Um, but if they miss, then they have to stand outside and the last person standing wins. You know, jump rope's amazing. You can do the classic jump rope and just keep track of how many times you can jump before you make a mistake. Or why not try double dutch? I'm telling you, there, there is double dutch is fun and that takes up to three kids so you can get some neighbor kids involved. I hope these ideas will motivate you to think about summer learning and keeping your child's mind active and learning. Um, for more information about tutoring with Cheryl, be sure to visit um, MidwestTutor.com. If you would like to get in contact with me, uh, you can go to MidwestTutor.com backslash home dash two, and that is my contact page. I hope that this has been helpful. Please like and share, leave a comment, uh, share it with other people. Uh, I just really want to fill your toolbox with fun and exciting things that you can do as a family and, um, you know, to help your child keep that learning going over the summer so they're ready to start back in the fall. As usual, make it a great day. And like I said, keep the learning going.